If you don't know a woman by the name of Jane Elliott, please go search her up right now. She is a woman that started the blue-eyed, brown-eyed experiment. A third grade teacher from Iowa, right after Martin Luther King Jr. was murdered, she sat down a class room full of kids and separated them from blue eyes and brown eyes. And one day, she chose blue eyes to be better than the brown eyes. And then the next day, brown eyes got to be better than the blue eyes. And within that experiment, she watched her third grade kids transform for the worst in front of her face. They sat there and treated the and treated their fellow classmates as if they were nothing. The same kids that they've been going to school with all year long. They looked at them as if they were below them. They saw themselves as superior than them. When Mrs. Elliot decided to switch the collars, the visible anger in the blue-eyed kids arisen because they knew that the power the smartness or whatever she said that made them be who they were were taken away and stripped down getting extra food for lunch getting extra play time getting a's on homework were now taken away and they had to learn that they for that one day had to work and be the person on the end of the stick that was belittled and dehumanized and degraded. And no matter what your classmates said, no matter what they did or how you felt, you could not take off your collar. And this, in 1968, this is how she taught racism. As a white woman, she told a classroom of 30 children, you wonder why Martin Luther King Jr. was murdered. You sit here and you don't understand why this man is all over the news. Why your family members, your friends, your community is cheering that this black man was murdered. So from your eye color alone, I will show you what it's like to walk around as an African-American person in this society. And for years and decades and decades, she went on and to continue that experiment. She went as far as to being on the Oprah show. And she did the experiment there. And what brought me so much anger is she stood in front of that audience and she said, if you could change your life right now with a black person, would you? No one raised their hand. She said, if you can change your life with a black person, would you? And she said, you not raising your hand is already showing me that you know you have privilege over these people. Is is you showing me that you already know what is going on and what is happening around you and you still are not doing anything to change it? 
as an African-American person, it makes me so mad that it is so cool to be black. It is so cool to learn the culture and to hang out and love and be around African-American people, POCs, as you will. But when it's time to be so-called a African-American person, the white flag is waved. And it's like, no, 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 I support you. What I hate is that they will use the excuse, people will use the excuse of, well, you have Black Lives Matter. No, honey, the reason Black Lives Matter was so successful is because people love the idea of being a part of something even if they don't believe in it. If you look at Black Lives Matter and you still look at the statistics of how many people are being shot, incarcerated, beaten, harassed, assaulted every day in the minority communities, you will realize nothing has changed. There's this big slogan attached to us that is supposed to be there to help and save and give resources to African-Americans. But hashtag Black Lives Matter is just a stamp put on our faces that is saying here, take this and be happy that we as a society is finally noticing that you guys are being mistreated, that you guys are being oppressed and ostracized and, and unheard. I hate growing up, for example, I used to always talk about African-American events, historical events, stories. I would sit there and educate and have these philosophical talks with people. And every time I've ever brought up any event, regardless if it was modern day or something historical, there are more times someone will look at you and either say, I'm sorry, or they will look at you and say, every event you have said, it does not affect you. It affected the people that came before you. So why are you mad? Why are you upset? Why are you still talking about something that happened 600, 500, 800 years ago? Things have changed. There is no longer slavery. There is no longer there is no longer segregation, discrimination. And I'm like, who said that? You look at the prison systems and guess the population that takes up prisons all across the country. Modern time events, you look at I'm gonna say it. The war that is currently going on. When people search for refuge, why is it that POCs were not allowed across the border when everyone was dying? Everyone was getting hurt, everyone was getting abused, but the POCs had to stay and watch their rides and watch their transportation to safety, to freedom be taken away from them imagine and you know what sucks is that we will love to scream that racism racism no longer exists but honey 
seeing those videos of people begging to get on a train, to get on a bus, to get in cars, to go to borders for freedom and for safety. And you want to sit here and say, these are no longer issues that we face. Every issue that you bring up has happened over 65 years ago. They're no longer relevant to this day. What hurts me is that when I speak, when any of us as POCs speak on the events and the things that happen to us, people listen, but they don't care to understand or to make a change. Jane Elliott, the reason I bring her up is because even she said, if everything over the years that has happened to black people happened to white people, they would have been immediate change. There would have been barriers broken. There would have been wars to stop the pain and the murders and the deaths that are happening to white people all around the world. What happens is every time we as African-American people talk about an experience, it's belittled by comparison to a white event. Oh, you want to talk about slavery? Let's talk about the Holocaust then. Oh, you want to talk about lynching? Let's talk about the. Oh, you want to talk about how black farmers had their lands taken? Well, oh, that that doesn't mean anything because also my white great 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 grandparents farm and land was taken. So that makes you no special. You keep telling me that my stories, that my ancestor stories, that the historical events, that the lives that were lost, that the pain that the murders and the lynchings, you keep giving me the equivalent to a white event at, so you can erase it. You can't sit here and say what happened or what happened to African Americans weren't nothing. You can't sit here and say it. And you know how I can tell you can sit here and say it? Because there is evidence of the government itself using its own armed forces, its own military to take out towns full of black African-Americans. I'm talking about Black Wall Street, Rosewood. The five districts, the list goes on. I bet you you didn't even know Black Wall Street was isn't. It isn't a place. Black Wall Street is a umbrella term. For all the places around the country, successful black towns stood that was destroyed. Now. The most popular one that we know is Tulsa, Oklahoma, because the government itself ran in there and destroyed 
every single piece of evidence they had of that event. The reason we know about Tulsa, Oklahoma more than the other places is because the burial sites, the unmarked burial sites that rest there, that we now in 2022 are just going back to dig up and get information. In 2022, we are still talking about the reparations that those families that are alive can get. You didn't even know that Black Wall Street, the Rosewood one, the reason that was so popular is because out of all the people that were murdered in Rosewood, six families were eligible for reparations. And even when they went to go get it, there was something stopping them. But when I talk about this or when any other person with melanin in their skin talks about these experiences, it's the same. Well, this is the same equivalent to X, Y, and Z. We want to bring up, well, you want to talk about how white people are killing African-Americans. Well, what about black people killing African-Americans? What about you guys killing each other? Let's talk about that. There's always an argument when it comes to people of color. It's always an argument of who's right or who's wrong. In the Jane Elliott video, during the experiment, this white lady, she stood up and she said, you speak equality, but what if one day when we're equal, black people do exactly what we did to them? Tone deaf as she could be, she didn't even realize what she said. She admitted and confessed the horrors white people were doing to African-Americans. And her fear was, well, what if they come back and do it to us? Already showing her superiority, her privilege. You know, one thing I love in every experiment that Jane Elliott did when she separated the two people the ones that were superior never said anything about how badly the other side was treated and her point came across as the reason you see your classmates not fighting For you guys to not wear the collars is because they themselves are living in the comfortability of their superiority. They are living and enjoying the privileges they have to the point where they do not care to see the change, the pain that you are caused because it's not affecting them. And there was the argument of you cannot generalize one race. You cannot generalize a population of people and assume that every single one of them is racist. And what she brought up was just how you say you don't want somebody to assume that you're racist or a bad person. Why is it okay for you to look at every African-American you see walk down the street and be afraid? 
and to assume that they are going to hurt you or that they're uneducated or that they're a thug or a drug dealer in some way. It is nowadays a delicacy to be black until it's time to be black. What bothers me is that I'm not saying that white people have not been out here fighting for African-Americans. I'm not saying that. I don't even want to put that message out there to make it seem like I'm saying that. What I'm saying is people don't fight hard enough. People fight enough just to make some noise but not come through a breakthrough. People fight enough just to be seen but not to actually kill. And that what bothers me. Because everyone would love to scream while I protested and I was out there with signs and I was out there at the White House and the Congress and I was screaming and I was waving my flag. Okay, that's great. That's beautiful. And I thank you. I thank you as an African-American person if you stood out there with picketed signs and wave Black Lives Matter. But what did you do after that? Did you do it for one day and go home and went to sleep? Did you do it just enough to get an Instagram post and so you could put in the description, hashtag Black Lives Matter? What did you do after that? And I'm not even talking about just African-American people, Indian people. Their land is still being taken. The reparations they are getting are still be. It's not just one race. It's what they call the salad bowl. Any of us with any type of different skin suffers our own oppressions, suffers our own trials and tribulations throughout history and today. And I'm not saying that white people just don't have any type of pain. I'm not saying that. But I do know, regardless if you notice it or not, white people subconsciously always will understand that no matter what situation or predicament they are put in, they will be okay. The consequences that they will face most likely won't be death. Most likely won't be a beating or abuse or murder like it is for some other people. For us to sit here as a society to say, well, I don't see color. I think we're all equal. It's a lie. We are all different. And that's completely fine to say. And that's completely fine to see. But it's the point that when you start treating people as if they're different than you, that's the problem. I don't mind not looking like you. I don't mind not looking like the next person or the next person after that. But it's the point that when you wake up and you decide That you're better than me, that you're going to belittle me, that you're going to not understand or listen or care about me as a human being. That it was what rages me on the inside. What rages me on the inside is like as I walk through life, as I go to work or I do everyday regular things, when I have 
regular conversations with people. And if they turn out to be hostile or aggressive or entitled or degrading, I wonder where is this anger stemming from? Why is it that you're treating me in particular this way? I have plenty of times working in the industry, have seen someone come to me, talk to me crazy, but go to the next person and treat them as if they are the most goddess human being ever. Now, am I putting that completely on racism? No. No, I'm not. But racism is stemmed from hatred. And what I want to know is why is it that so many people wake up and choose violence, choose anger, choose rudeness to others, to other human beings that walk this planet? Why are we not looking at problems or wanting to see problems and are trying to fix them? Why is it that when it's not affecting you or it's not in your personal circle, you do not acknowledge it? I hate when someone says George Floyd made such a difference. Trayvon Martin, Oscar Grant, Breonna Taylor, the list goes on and on and on of every single person that's made a difference and I tell each and every single person I said you do realize these people had to be murdered beaten assaulted abused and recorded for anyone to make a change you do realize lives had to be lost like I'm talking about buried six feet under So a change could be made. Does that not bother you? Does that not bother you that as a white person, you can have something minuscule happen to you and people will move mountains to help. But as a POC, if you want eyes or anything, you have to die. That's. The problem. You have to have something so bad, something so unreversible happen to you so that you can help the rest of the minority population. You 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 think we should preach. Yes, George Floyd made changes. Yes, Breonna Taylor made change. Oh my God. Not only did these changes happen, but they were recorded. These people's last moments are on camera. And it starts with Rodney King. It's not everything that has ever happened to African-Americans historically is horrible when it came to lynching, when it came to beatings and shootings and murders. Emmett Till, mother, knew how important it would be for the world to see her baby son in a casket, open casket. So things would change. And guess what? If you don't know anything about Emmett Till, if you never heard his story, which I'm surprised if you don't, his accuser is still free 
to this day. Disgusting. If you don't know anything about the Rodney King story, the cops that beat him to a pulp were acquitted. And if you look at all these stories throughout history, you will see a pattern of people being acquitted and people not being arrested and thrown in prison, but getting slaps on a wrist, regardless if it's community service. Oh, let me tell you something else. The Oscar Grant story, the officer did a minimum of a couple years and had the privilege to come out of jail and change his name legally and not have the news outlets expose him. When he came out of jail, his baby boy was two years old. You know what angered me is that he could live the rest of his life with his new identity and he can never, if he didn't decide to, tell his child what he has done. If he completely wanted to, his child could go the rest of his life not knowing his dad murdered an innocent black man. Now, if the shoe's on the other foot, there will be no way somebody could ch- legally change their name and not have the outlets have their name posted on every tabloid and that they can live a peaceful life. That's what disgusts me is that they're in this system that we live in. It is designed to help every single person that is white to keep standing and to get out of any consequences that they create for themselves. Now, of course, now that you hear me say that line, I'm sure plenty of you are going to be like, well, this person went to jail and that is completely false because this person was prosecuted and this person was prosecuted and actually way more white people go to jail and are incarcerated than you think and this is the percentage and da 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 like I said before every time someone tries to talk about their experience or their history or how they feel as a POC there's always this dismissive shutdown of you're wrong and here's the information to back it up. Now, I'm not saying that people cannot bring facts. I'm not saying that people cannot give their opinion. But when somebody tries to give you just history, just give you how their experience is, is on this earth and you constantly feel like you can't let them speak, that's the problem. I don't care if you have a civil conversation with me and tell me about what's going on. But when it comes from a place of disgust and when it comes to a place of you don't want to hear it because we're in modern times and the stuff that you're talking about is not affecting you personally. Well, let's talk about the stuff that is. Let's talk about the stuff that can affect me now. 
Why is it that in 2022, we just, we just in 2022, just made lynching illegal. And in what, four or five states decided against it. Let's talk about that. Why is it now that in 2022, that we're just seeing the issue with no knock warrants and we're trying to make it a change. Now that's, that affects me. That is something that can hurt me, but you don't want to hear that. And you don't care to hear that. And I'm sure this video is going to get a lot of dislikes and a lot of hate comments because you know why? Tell me why another creator, content creator, try to educate their audience on how black farmers land was stolen from them in the 1800s. And there were people visibly showing their unsupport for him because he talked about a topic that related to black people struggle and oppression so you want to sit here and tell me racism doesn't exist and that things are just better and everyone's walking around with a golden smile and pockets full of money and not with a target on their back you you want to sit here and tell me that we're all equal this video was posted three days ago and I count exactly 20 comments expressing their disgust of how a creator so big could talk about something happened so long ago about African-Americans. Why is it that history has a time limit on it? Why is it that we can still talk about the Holocaust? And we can still talk about all the bad things that happen about white people to this day. But when it comes to an African-American's historical event, it's that happened over 600 years ago. Why are we in this discussion about it? Why is this still talked about? What makes me even more mad is that Jane Elliott, the only reason she was seen, the only reason she went Worldwide, I'm not taking this away from you, Queen. Not at all, because I appreciate the experiment that you forever did over the decades. But I'm sure that if she heard this, she heard me saying this, she will agree to some point. The only reason her experiment became as worldwide as it did is because not only was the experiment effective, but the experiment came from a white woman. And we all know if a black woman or a black teacher gave the same experiment to his or hers third grade class, they would be legal action taken. That teacher would have been fired and put on suspension. That teacher would have been sued by all of those little white kids families and would have been thrown in jail. The reason that didn't happen is because when Jane knew she had the privilege of looking like every single one of her kids. Even though she was speaking on Black Lives Matter, even though she was speaking on the oppression and the experiences that were happening in 1968, 
she knew that what she was about to pull off, she could do because of her white skin. So I ask you, and I genuinely want to know, if you truly feel like we live in an equal world, racism does not exist, oppression does not exist, abuse of power, authoritative power does not exist, if you have the chance right now to completely swap skins with an African-American person and gain everything that an African-American person has to deal with every day, would you? Tell me why. 